today's Bible reading is from John 14, reading verses 1 to 7, and that's on page 1082 in these blue Bibles. John 14, verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. This is God's word. You may find it helpful um, to have your Bible open in front of you. Um, We're going to be thinking about uh, what Jesus says here in these words. What do we do when our hearts are troubled? We all know this feeling at some point in our lives, don't we? Under the weight of emotional stress, uncertain as our sense of security is stripped away. Um, We might have financial fears, global woes, or uh, future cares. And of course, uh, many of us are British, so we want to keep our emotionally repressed uh, masks on and just say, I'm okay, thanks. But we all know this feeling at some point. Sleepless nights, nagging doubts, troubled hearts. So what do we do uh, when we have those troubled hearts? Uh, What do we do to find comfort? Well, uh, earlier this week, I went out on the golf course to try and de-stress a bit. I thought to myself, a bit of time in nature with a bit of exercise, that's going to do me good. Well, um, after searching around in the bushes for my second lost ball of the day, I was beginning to question my coping strategy. Uh, Other coping strategies might be entertainment, might be alcohol, might be relationships, but they're all flawed. Um, At some point in a Netflix binge, you're going to get that judgmental pop-up. Are you still watching this program? Um, a, uh, a few drinks might calm your nerves, but they don't change the reality of the following day. They just add a headache to them. So what do we do? What should we do when our hearts are troubled? Jesus says in these verses that troubled hearts should believe in him. Jesus says that the only coping strategy that really works is believing in him. It's Thursday night and everyone has just shared a celebration feast, but there's no chatting, there's no laughter around this table. Jesus' disciples are quiet because Jesus has just dropped a bombshell with dessert. In chapter 13, we didn't read this, but Jesus says, my children, I will be with you only a little longer. Where I am going, you cannot come. This is terrible, agonizing news for Jesus' disciples. Jesus there called them his children because over the course of three years, they've built up a a really close, affectionate family relationship together. Uh, Jesus calls them his children because he is this kind of father figure to them. 
They listen to him. They love him. And now they're about to lose him. They're devastated. So around the table, they take turns in their confusion, just asking Jesus to explain himself. Peter says, Lord, why can't I follow you now? Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? And Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Their sense of security has been stripped away. They are weighed down under stress and doubt. Their hearts are troubled. So what does Jesus say to them? Verse 1 of chapter 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus thinks the one thing that is going to comfort these disciples with their troubled hearts is believing in him. Why is that? Why should troubled hearts believe in Jesus? Both those disciples with their troubled hearts and us here with our troubled hearts. Why should we believe in Jesus? Two reasons from this passage. First reason, troubled hearts should believe in Jesus because there's room in the Father's house. Jesus says in verses 2 and 3, My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me where I am. He's comforting his disciples with the promise of heaven. Peter, Philip, Thomas, I am going and it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard, but I'm going so that you can have a place with me in my father's house. And even though I'm leaving now, I will come back for you. I think it's easy for us to become a little bit detached from the promise of heaven. It can seem a little bit distant. If you've already got a great house now, why would you think about um, the father's house in the future? If you're already quite comfortable now, why would you think about comfort in the future? And on top of that, the kind of cartoonish, um, fluffy, angelic uh, images that we kind of associate with heaven are, let's face it, pretty boring Eternity spent sitting on a cloud sounds really dull. But the way Jesus talks about heaven to his disciples would have filled their hearts with comfort. And hopefully ours too. Um, The first way he describes heaven, you've already noticed this, is that he calls it his father's house. Heaven is the family home. Not a place of dysfunction and pain as some of our family homes can be but a place of perfect security and acceptance. Think back to a favorite memory from your childhood. Uh, It might be sitting under a mango tree on a rope swing. Uh, It might be uh, playing board games in a living room with a crackling fire warming everybody. Or it might be sitting around a dinner table laughing and chatting, uh, laden down with good food. Or think about what you wish your family home would have been like. That's the father's house. That's the family home. That's what heaven is like. It's a place of grace without question. Mercy without exception. In the family home, you are loved always. It's warm. It's comforting. Because this is the, this is the father's house. And and that's just what he's like. 
It's such good news. Um, The second way that Jesus describes heaven in this verse is he says that his father's house has many rooms. We know that the best places on earth tend to have exclusive guest lists. So only the rich and famous get invited to join. Only um, a very few people are welcomed into the VIP section. But heaven isn't like that. The Father's house has many rooms because the invitation to come in has gone out to the entire world. Some people might think, oh, God would never make room for me in, in his house. Maybe you kind of think, oh, because of my background or because I'm not the church you sought, then God just won't have room for me. That is not true. There is no, there's no sense of like God's sort of person. There are many rooms in his house. His invitation is for the whole world and his invitation is for you. And the third way Jesus talks about heaven is... Um, It goes like this. Jesus says being in the Father's house means being with him. Now, my wife and I and our son, we moved house a couple of weeks ago, and we love our new home. There's a lot more space for a little one-year-old to charge around, which I'm starting to realize is both a blessing and a curse. Very, very tired. Um, And in our hallway, I've hung up a sign, and this sign was... uh, with us in our previous place and in the one before that. And I'm going to ask you to be prepared because it is kind of cheesy. Uh, But it says this. This is hanging in my hallway. What I love most about my home is who I share it with. What I love most about my home is, is who I share it with. It's cheesy, but it is true. It is true. The main reason why my home is special is because Mel and Josiah live there. And heaven is like that. The Father's house is a wonderful place full of peace and joy and love and all those good things. No pain, no suffering forever. But the highlight is who we share it with. The highlight is being with Jesus. We'll run and laugh in a completely remade world and God in the flesh will join in as we eat and explore and enjoy. We will see Jesus, face to face. That is the best thing about heaven. Jesus promises, I will come back and take you to be with me. Heaven is the Father's house. It's got many rooms and it's being with Jesus. That is way better than sitting on a cloud, isn't it? And on a dark Thursday night, sitting around a table, Jesus' disciples hear this and find comfort for their troubled hearts. And doesn't that do something for you too? Doesn't that do something for us? Facing financial cares, global woes and future fears, what a difference to know that that knot in your chest will not last forever. A disciple knows that in the end, all cares, woes and fears will cease. It's the place you were made for. It's coming home. Troubled hearts should believe in Jesus because there's room in the Father's house. And secondly, troubled hearts should believe in Jesus because he is the way to get there. Um, In verse 4, after talking about heaven, Jesus tells his disciples, you know the way to the place where I'm going, but Thomas isn't so sure 
In fact, he doesn't understand Jesus at all. What does he say? Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? I think that's a good question that all of us should ask. How can I know the way to heaven? Do you remember what it was like um, before Satnav? Uh, we used to have to use those horrible AA maps. Um, they were enormous, weren't they? You could use them as a king-size duvet. Less than ideal in the confined space of a car, I'm sure you agree. Like, I don't know how we ever found our way anywhere. If you were looking um, for the way to uh, heaven, our world will hand you one of those giant AA maps, and you will be completely overwhelmed by all the different ways that you are offered. It's incomprehensible, and I promise you will get lost. The world doesn't know the way to heaven, but disciples do know the way. Because they know Jesus. Jesus says to Thomas in verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus says that he is the way to the Father's house. He is the way to the Father's house. Only he can bring you home. None of us can rock up at the doors of heaven, knock at the door and expect to be let in. Two Christmases ago, um, my whole family were gathered at my parents' house. We were enjoying a lovely meal. We were chatting and laughing. Uh, dinner, uh, dessert was about to be served. And then suddenly there was a knock at the door. And uh, it's Christmas Day. We thought, who can it be? Everyone's here already. Mum went to the door and opened it. And, and there were two strangers. Can we come in? <laughs> what? <laughs> It's Christmas Day, we're about to have dessert. Um, it turned out they were vague, like vague acquaintances of my grandparents, and uh, my mum's nice, so she did let them in. But I tell you, all the laughter and chatting was gone. Uh, my grandparents didn't actually remember who they were, so it was really, really awkward. And of course, it wasn't long before uh, these people were sort of sent on their way. They just, they just didn't belong. They were strangers in the family home. And, and by nature, we are all strangers in Jesus' family home. Like, how could we spend a life pushing God away and then expect at the end of it to be welcomed in? It, it just doesn't make sense. But Jesus went to the cross so that he could be the way for strangers to be welcomed into God's house. The Son of God became a stranger so that strangers could become the sons of God. He became like God's enemy so that we could become God's friends. More than friends, God's family. By taking our sin and our rejection on himself, Jesus bridged the gap between us and God so that we might no longer be strangers. So this time, imagine a feast in the father's house. The family is gathered laughing and chatting in perfect delight and there's a knock at the door. The door is opened and, and this time it's you standing there. Will you be welcomed in? The only way you're going to be welcomed in is Jesus. If you believe in him, he will get up from the table, come over to you and welcome you in with open arms. This is my brother. This is my sister. 
I died for them. They are just as much part of this family as I am. Jesus is the way. And you will be home. Perfect acceptance, rest, comfort, finally and forever. By dying on the cross, rising from death and going back to his father, Jesus made a way for all to join him. Um, I realize that Jesus uh, here says he's the way and the truth and the life. Um, We don't have time to speak about the truth and the life that much, but I do think the way is the primary idea, idea here. But just briefly, how can we be sure it's real? Because he's the truth. He's God's truth. So what he says, he means, and it's real. How can we be sure that it's worth it? Because he's the life. He is God's life. And no life other than that can possibly compare. So, why should troubled hearts believe in Jesus? Because there's room in the Father's house and because Jesus is the way to get there. Whatever you are going through, whatever you are going through, these are comforting words, aren't they? But I I want to be perfectly clear here. These are comforting words for disciples. These are comforting words for people who believe in Jesus. So why not believe in Jesus for the first time today? There's no need to be a stranger for one minute longer. Jesus' arms are open wide to you right now. All it takes is the courage to admit that we've been pushing away from God. All it takes is the humility to ask for forgiveness. Uh, We've got some next steps cards that you might want to fill in. You can collect one of those on your way out. We've got an Exploring Jesus course, uh, which you can hear about later. But some of you might want to respond right now. And, And that would be great if you could do that. If you would like someone to pray with you, uh, then we're going to have some people available to pray after the service. We're going to have Vic and Lee standing over here by the doors. We're going to have John and Nay standing just in the foyer to the right by uh, the bookshelves. And they would be delighted to pray with you if you would like to be welcomed into God's family today. If you would like to say sorry for your sin, uh, then do find them. You'll recognize them because they've got their red lanyards on and pray with them. Why should troubled hearts believe in Jesus? Because there's room in the Father's house. Because Jesus is the way to get there. Let's pray. Father God, um, for those of us who believe in Jesus, this is so comforting. Thank you that whatever troubles we face, we can be certain of a welcome into the family home forever. And Father, we do pray for anyone here that's been touched by this message who's considering believing in Jesus for the first time. Lord, please speak to them. Lift them up out of their troubles and fix their eyes on Jesus. Lord, we pray that in your mercy you would forgive them and that they would know a Father's welcome. In Jesus' name, amen.